طيباته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الذين آمنوا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما All praises due to Allah we seek his help and forgiveness and we seek refuge in Allah from the evil within ourselves and the consequences of our evil deeds. Whomsoever Allah guides, no one can lead astray. And whomsoever Allah leads astray, no one can guide. I bear witness that there is no God worthy of worship except Allah, alone without any partners. And I bear witness that Muhammad وسلم, is his servant and his messenger. My brothers and sisters in Islam, today we're going to talk about a topic that is very dear to us. A topic that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not reveal like any other topic that he's revealed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us to fast, told us to do hajj, told us many obligations in this religion. But Allah subhanahu all of these things were revealed either by Jibreel or by the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But this topic that we're going to cover today is a topic that was not revealed in the same manner. It's an obligation, it's a blessing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with. And that obligation, and that blessing, and that rahmah from the most merciful is none other than salah and its importance. My dear brothers, when the beloved Prophet of Allah, Ibrahim alayhi salam, was built in the Kaaba, the very first house of worship built on this earth, the very first house that would become the holiest place on this earth, he made a dua. He made a dua in the middle of the desert. In Mecca, him, alayhi salatu wasalam, and his son, Ismail. He, uh, Ibrahim made that dua when it was only him and his son, Ismail, alayhi salam. Building the Kaaba brick by brick, understanding that this house, understanding the impact of this house that they are building shall become the holiest place on this earth. The holy place for all believers. The building of the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What we do when we go Umrah is to go and make tawaf around that house. This is the time Ibrahim was building this and he made a dua. Imagine what they're going through. Imagine their feeling. Imagine everything at that exact moment that the Prophet of Allah, Khalilullah, and his son, who's the Prophet of Allah, Ismail, what they're going through at the exact moment. During that time, Ibrahim salam, made a dua. The dua that, they, that he made is in Surah Ibrahim, Ayah 40. The dua is, a, uh, is as follows. رَبِّ جَعَلْنِي مُقِيمَ الصَّلَاةِ وَمِن ذُرِّيَّتِي رَبَّنَا وَتَقَبَّلْ دُعَاءَ That dua that he's making um, is translated to mean, My Lord, make me an establisher of the prayer. Here, Ibrahim, before the Prophet wasallam. Before um, the Prophet ﷺ came, before all of that happened, Ibrahim salam is reminding us of what? He's asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of salah. Something that generally not many of us and we don't take that serious as we're living now. We're very busy with our things that we do. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us that the earth is, is a masjid for us, we can pray anywhere. There are a few exceptions and we understand them exceptions. But generally we can pray anywhere. There is no excuse for any of us. And this dua... That Ibrahim made 
is a dua asking Allah to allow him to make him an establisher of the prayer and from his descendants and accept their supplication. So important is, this, is, the, is the topic of salah and so important is this supplication for us. If he, Khalilullah, is making this supplication and we take this topic and we, it's not very important to us, it becomes a huge issue. We understand when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, in Surah Al-Muddathir, مَا سَلَكَكُمْ فِي سَقَرْ The people of Jannah are asking the people of Jahannam, مَا سَلَكَكُمْ فِي سَقَرْ What put you there? What put you in that position? مَا سَلَكَكُمْ فِي سَقَرْ Some of the scholars, they say Sakar is a place deep in the hellfire. مَا سَلَكَكُمْ فِي سَقَرْ قَالُوا لَمْ نَكُمْ مِنَ الْمُصَلِّينَ The first excuse that they said, the first reason that they gave to the people of Jannah, the people of Jahannam, again, the people of Jahannam, the first reason that they gave to the people of Jannah for them being in Jahannam is, we're from the people who did not pray. Understand what that means. Understand that there are scholars who hold their opinion and the implication that if someone who does not pray, the person who does not pray completely leaves out the prayer, some scholars hold the view that this here entails kufr. This means that that person has been taken out of Islam due to not praying. And wallahi, this is not something that we're not saying that you're making takfir on this issue. But the topic that we're trying to raise here is for us to understand, for myself first and for all of us here, inshallah, to understand the importance of salah. To understand the importance of salah when it comes to parents. To understand the importance of salah when it comes to children. To understand the importance of salah when it comes to our wives, when it comes to our sisters. When it comes to the man, the the man of the house looking after his daughters, his, his uh, sons. All of that, the importance of salah. And not just to say to your kids, pray. Go and pray when he never sees the action. We understand the English saying that actions speak louder than words. And that's the reality that we're living in now. Actions speak louder than words. Wallahi, wallahi, there's nothing, nothing that the companions ever, ever, when it comes to issues like this, when it comes to the obligations, the companions made excuse for every other person that they saw. If they seen someone eating during Ramadan, they made an excuse for him. If they seen someone not wearing a hijab, they made an excuse for them. If they seen someone... Um, Drinking, they made an excuse for them. Any of these things, the companions made an excuse. And understand why we use their companions as a perfect example for us. Because our religion is based on that. We follow their understanding. We follow the understanding of their companions. And the companions did not, and I repeat, they did not make an excuse for the person who did not pray. They did not make an excuse for him. What they said was clear cut. He's left Islam. What they said was clear. He's a munafiq. Munafiq meaning he portrays Islam outwardly. But, in, uh, but inside, he has no belief. Let's understand that. Put that into perspective and the impacts that it has. If you're telling your children, if you're telling, or if the fathers, they're focusing on everything under the sun, every other thing they're focusing on, and you're leaving salah out of the discussion, wallahi, bilahi alayk, you failed. I don't mean this in a harsh way, but bilahi alayk, you failed. If your kids don't pray five times a day, if you have not encouraged them, of course it comes down to their own choice. If you have not encouraged them, if you have not made it an important thing, wallahi, look back at it. Look back and understand, and understand its importance. So following on from Ibrahim alayhi salam, to understand that salah came from every prophet. Every prophet was commanded with salah. Not only the prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Now, in terms of Musa alayhi salam, the, um, Musa alayhi salam, the one who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke to directly, was commanded to pray when he, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, spoke to him directly and he told him, إِنَّنِي أَنَا اللَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنَا فَاعْبُدْنِي وَأَقِمِ الصَّلَاةِ لِلذِّكْرِ لِذِكْرِ أفوان. 
Indeed, I am Allah. There is no deity except me. So worship me and establish the prayer. Again, we go back to the same issue of Musa alayhi salam. Establish the prayer uh, for my remembrance. And the greatest remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is what? Salah. We understand this. We understand that how important salah is, is huge. After the kalima, after la ilaha illallah, what comes after in the five pillars of Islam? is salah. And again, to reiterate the same issue, this is the only, this is the only thing, after la ilaha illallah, the only thing that the companions and some of the scholars, again, some of the scholars hold the view that the one who leaves it is a kafir. In our situation, it's difficult. In our situation, it's difficult because we find ourselves busy with many things. But wallahi, wallahi, there's no, all the problems that we have, we go through issues, younger people go through issues, older people go through issues, whether it's work, whether it's uh, pressure from uh, studies, they've got GCSEs, they've got A-levels, they've got their university uh, to be focusing, all of these things, all of these issues that we have, and people have this pressure and they have this stress. And you see people, you can, you can see friends around you, they're stressed, whether they want a new job, whether they want more money, whatever, whatever stress that they're going through, wallahi, wallahi, there's no solution except from salah. When you're in sujood and you ask the one, he subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one who said that he'll respond to you, ask and I'll respond. He subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said that, he made an obligation upon him subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's the reality of our situation. Let's get that, let's understand that, that's the reality of our situation. Our salah is everything. Our salah is everything. Everything. It's our light in a, in a dunya that's very, very dark for us. All the things that's going on, all the troubles that we see, a contemporary issue right now is the issue in Sudan. And may Allah grant them victory. May Allah make it easy for our brothers and sisters in Sudan. Amen. The issues that they're having now, you have brothers, alhamdulillah, and, and sisters, Afwan. They're raising awareness. Alhamdulillah, it's, it's beneficial because clearly we don't see it being raised. However, how many of us make dua for them in sujood? That's the question that you ask yourself and I ask myself. How many of us make dua for them? And how many times does this happen? How, how many times has this happened? You have the issue of Yemen, you have the issue of Syria, you have all these issues in the dunya. And everywhere you look, whether it's left, right, north, south, anywhere you want to look, the reality is in Muslim lands, Muslims are being persecuted. We know that's the reality. We cannot deny that. However, the solution for us is to make dua for our brothers and sisters. But how many of us, how many of us either make dua in sujood, and that's when you are the closest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you're in sujood, that's when you are the closest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So make dua. Wallahi, the one who's going through depression, make dua, Allah, make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No one's going to help you. Don't think about therapy. For Muslim, we have our therapy. Everything. Wallahi, everything. Everything that we do, every dua, every response that we want, everything that we want in this dunya.